tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Homeland After Show here on AfterBuzz. Uh, Thaddeus Massey is usually the host here, but he's not. He missed a really good episode this yeah, week. He did. He, did. he totally forgot Homeland was returning today. Honestly, he did. So, no, he didn't forget. Oh, he told us. He I'm did. Yeah, he flat out admitted. I'm I trying thought- to cover him. So, oh yeah, so anyway, yeah, no, I'm gonna give him hell, cause he said it, it was returning in two weeks, and then he's like, oh, I forgot. Anyway, this is Nando Velasquez, and across from me, the two voices that you hear are the lovely Lexi Hammersfar. Hey guys, I'm Lexi. And Mr. Danny Hoyt. Hey ladies, this is Thaddeus, Club Thaddeus, you can follow me at GQ. <laughs> I'm just kidding, uh, this is Danny Hoyt, it's good to be back, I'm sorry I missed you guys. Yeah, I know, you missed a really awesome, good I mean, you God. missed an awesome episode last time, Well, too. I've been watching, don't, don't get me wrong, oh, it's I the first so. thing I do, either Sunday night or when I fly back to LA, Monday morning with my coffee, I'm watching. Oh, well, good. Well, I was even saying in the last episode that it ended, the way it ended, it was such a 24-type ending. <sighs> Which takes us back to our roots. Yeah, which takes us, well, not our roots, but like just this past summer. Our friendship roots. Our friendship roots. <laughs> we first met on the... Uh, 24, live another day. We were both on 24, season 9. Just kidding. <laughs> day 9. Day 9. Not on the season. We were on the after show. On the after show. But we were both in the season. What are we talking about right now? We're talking about Homeland. Homeland. Uh, and this was an awesome, awesome episode. I mean, we waited two weeks to find out the fate of so many people, oh to find gosh. out the fate of everyone in, in the caravan, including Saul, uh, Carrie, and John Redmond, uh, to find out what the hell Hakani's plan, what he was after yep. uh, at the embassy, mm-hmm. him breaking in. Really, really tension. So let's get into this. So much has happened. First of all, uh, you know, we had a couple of notable deaths. We'll, we'll get into them as they go along. I mean, the first one's uh, shots that we see pretty much is Carrie. Uh, and Saul in in the caravan, they got who are alive. Who yeah. were alive? I, I'm, you know, I, I was assuming they'd both be. Someone told me yeah. they thought Saul was dead, and I was like, no, no way would Saul be dead. So I, I'm glad to see both of them alive, bloodied up, yep, but alive. But one person that did not make it, uh, John, John Redmond. Yeah. Jeez, he's gone. Straight up glass to the throat, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was somebody on on uh, YouTube who kept saying they thought Redmond was in on whatever Hakani plan was, and I was like, no, no way, no way, and now absolutely no way, yeah, no, yeah, no way he'd be killed off like that. So, uh, yeah, R.I.P. to John Redmond. That that was that was a little shocking. Uh, so let, let's talk about Hakani's plan. So he's got the he's got the distraction, which was bombing the caravan that had Saul and Carrie, and and I'm sure Tasneem was hoping Lockhart was in that group too, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they're as they're trying to get things going, Martha's trying to uh, alert everybody in the embassy that uh, what Hakani's plan is was to get the Marines out so that Hakani could sneak in through the tunnel. So just as she's doing that, and the Marines are being notified, uh, the Taliban have snipers. But the thing that got right. me was I was yeah. it took her husband that long to realize what the like to put the oh. pieces together. I don't think he's that intelligent though. Well, I mean, forget putting the pieces together. He knew that lives I mean, everybody knew that lives would probably Something be at stake. Was at risk, yeah. Yeah. And he was just holding out cuz he's a he's a jerk. He's a, he's, he's a, was it a pride he's a thing? He's was a, it a I think it's a it's a well, he knew that obviously any anything that he said that incriminated him would automatically put him as a traitor. So for some reason, he was holding against some kind of weird false belief that he could get out of this by just denying it until until he realized and the Marines right. were gone that, holy crap, I might not be able to get out of this alive anyway. Yep. And that's when he finally told Martha. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was self-preservation more than anything. Just the thought of the Taliban coming in and killing everybody, including him. What surprised me a little bit is that in that situation, mm-hmm. those cars are bombed and Marines are sent that... Obviously, there's an elevated threat level at this moment. Yeah, that all, almost all of them went. That more didn't stay back to protect the embassy. Because if there's a threat somewhere, there's a threat everywhere. Well, first of there. all, let's let's just call it out 
Lockhart was the one that decided to send all the Marines out. However, though, I still feel like procedure would require, yeah. you know what I mean, that yeah. more would stay back. I was a little surprised by that, well, that well, there wasn't more of a lockdown situation no, at the, the embassy. That's my point. My point was there possibly was procedure that they would have sent a certain amount of Marines, but Lockhart made a gut decision and sent like all the Marines out. I, yeah. If I remember correctly, he pretty much said, send all of them out. Do you think, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Do you think we end up seeing him die because of all this? I feel like there's... Lockhart? Yeah, there might be a little, like, like people want to see justice. Do you think when they wrote this, they knew people were going to be pissed and kind of want to see, maybe not die, but something happen well, to Lockhart? Or do you feel for him? Well, I'll tell you oh, that... I I don't feel for him. I don't either. I haven't. For some reason, I've been the one that's been against Lockhart for most of this season. And I feel like some people even online have been like, well, you know, I I agree with, you know, like that whole thing. I wasn't sure. And I think you saw this coming. Yeah. He's just, he's just inept. He's just incredibly inept. And and the worst scene for me was in the aftermath, which we'll get to when you see Martha and Lockhart in, I guess, in the ambassador's office. And he's just hanging back on the, on the, on the couch. You take the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. You take the phone call. That was such a wimp move. Yeah. Yeah, It was was such a wimp move. But anyway, so really Lockhart. I mean, look, not to say that Hakani still wouldn't have been able to implement this plan if Lockhart didn't make the order. There still would have been more Marines left behind, and they probably would have been surprised. Yeah. But Lockhart definitely put them more in a hole by sending just about everybody out, except for what was it? They said two Marines inside the embassy and a couple at the gate. Right. That's all they had left. So anyway, so and uh, and Hakani was prepared. They had the the site ready for where they had the RPG. They had snipers ready to keep the Marines uh, at bay. They had the yeah. embassy mapped out. They had the embassy mapped out. They had all the information when Carrie called. Carrie it was decided a to call. Planned attack. It was mm-hmm. really really well planned. Well, Carrie, they, they probably didn't count on Carrie and Saul being alive, and Carrie probably having a direct line to Asar, uh, Asar Khan. So here she is calling calling her contact in the ISI. And I was a little pissed at him for this moment. Then being in the car, and yeah. I'm a little pissed that he didn't stand up to uh, Tasneem. Uh, I was going to say Nassim for some reason. Dyslexic with their name today. But they didn't stand up to, to Tasneem when she was like, wait 10 minutes. And I wish he would have just been like, hell no, I'm calling right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I agree. agree. It was, it was that like was a she power was throwing shots. It was, and that's what makes me curious. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's the one wearing the uniform, and I thought he was the one with the title, but it just right. seemed like she has control or... Like she again, had him by the balls. Well, but what's the worst that she could have done to him in that car, in that scene? I feel like he could have said something like, no, I'm going to call them now. Oh, can do? you imagine if they would have brought... Like, she would have... He would have went to call, and she grabbed his arm, and he has to, like, knock her out and make a phone. Like, I would have loved to see a situation. That would have been great. Like I think it's, it's a really interesting relationship that uh, that he has with like Tasneem and other members of the ISI because even though he has this position that seems to be a powerful position he still he can't really reveal Tasneem to uh, Carrie you know before about being the mole you know being the contact for Dennis you know and here's Tasneem giving him pretty much I wouldn't say a direct order she's hinting to him not to call in 10 minutes and he's following her order I wouldn't even say that's a hint that's a straight up don't do it wait like well, she, yeah. she voiced her opinion and he followed suit and yeah. so I just easily want, I feel like we've been well, having this discussion the entire season about the two factions of the ISI and yeah. this episode, it made it so clear that there are indeed two true factions yeah. because Tasneem revealed herself that she's yep. on the other side. And they, they have to complement each other. In other words, it seems like they both have to work with the other. Yeah, it's just a, an interesting relationship. But I want to know who really runs say. who and did we get an insight into who really runs who? Which one really calls the shots? Yeah. Tasneem's side, the bad side. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess by by holding out on uh, the Pakistani troops for 10 minutes, Asar is still following orders for the U.S., technically, but he's also respecting the other side of the ISI. But he knows he just directly put Carrie and Saul and whoever else is still alive, their lives in danger. He did. And at the embassy. With the fake fake truth, you know, or or the lie that, oh, well, we tried to send him as quickly as we could, but we couldn't, you know, with that little diplomatic lie. But I'm surprised that didn't cause more of an issue, because the 10 minutes was only to show us their side of things. It didn't cause any more drama on the U.S. side. I don't think we saw anybody die after that. We just saw more shots ring out. I think no. that maybe if our Marines had been relieved by the Pakistan Pakistani backup, then they would have gotten back to the embassy. I don't know. Possibly in time. Yeah. I don't know how many Marines were killed before or after Carrie made that call. There but were six before the call. Because remember the guy said how many now? He there was, was six. six bodies and then he was shot. There was oh. how many casualties? And he's like five. Yeah, because then he was shot. Because during that bird's eye view, I was trying to count all the bodies, and there were about seven dead. So maybe you're right about that. But it still, well, it still did cause casualties because the Marines couldn't go, get um, get to the embassy in time, and maybe they could have stopped what happened in the embassy. So because yeah. don't forget, 36 people total died. I'm, I'm guessing they're including the Marines from the the car site. I don't think they would have been able to stop 
Hakani getting to the control, the operations room. Yeah. But I think that maybe they could have at least slowed down or the completely vault, thwarted. The yeah, situation. the vault situation. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. I think they could have definitely uh, helped out and stopped Hakani from, from even getting the files. And uh, here's another thing. We have these secret tunnels underneath an embassy. Yeah. There's there's got to be more security than a lock on a gate that can be <laughs> cut slash and or picked by someone. I'm sorry, but like you have this secret tunnel. There's got to be infrared security. There's got to mm-hmm. be something, well, yeah. some higher level, a, a camera, someone on mm-hmm. tunnel duty that's watching this thing. That that surprised me a little bit. Well, here's the thing, Sandy Bachman was the one who used that tunnel originally right. and I mean it was even said later on in the episode when it came to that hard drive that Sandy didn't trust anybody that he yeah. did a lot of stuff on his own on the sly so very few people apparently knew about that tunnel and unfortunately Dennis Boyd was one of them and he's the one who told Tasneem because he, of his relationship with Sandy so how does he know about it and his wife not know about he's, it well that's a good question about his wife not well because Sandy probably didn't trust uh, trust the ambassador either but for some reason Dennis yeah. was just slimy enough and just like yeah so wimpy enough that I guess Sandy at the time didn't think I, I, I was, that would be the only thing I could think of that somehow either Dennis was snooping around or somehow Sandy trusted so Dennis so early early question for you guys yeah do you think since Dennis is alive I know I'm jumping ahead a li- little bit but since we're talking about him since they show him alive at the end of the episode that we see something redeeming that he does something at some point to try and make a big effort to gain back no you don't think so? No. So you think he's he's treason? He's done. He's going to jail. Uh, yeah. This, well, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I definitely think there's no redeeming qualities of this guy. No, re- Not he that couldn't I think even he couldn't even do like what he said he was going to do at the end of the episode, which yeah. is kill himself. So Would you be able to go through with that though? I would. I think that that's a <laughs> that's such a heavy question. Yeah, I, I probably mean, wouldn't. But at the same time, that was that was even a wimp out move on his. Mo- I mean, look. As far as I'm concerned, he was damned if he did, damned if he didn't. Because well, he is because him. We'll we'll talk. I want to definitely. Well, let's get to that scene then. Let's jump a little bit to that scene because let's let's talk about this. Because first of all, first of all, what really pissed me off for some reason, and this really pissed me off, when Martha went to the vault, she grabbed Dennis. (laughs) It's like no, leave him. No, come stay safe. Yeah, yeah, come stay safe with me. Honest to God, seeing him in the vault with everybody else pissed me off. He Hmm. probably would have been safer if he would have stayed in that jail cell. They would have never went and searched the jail. They're not going to go search for a prisoner. They're not going to kill a prisoner. They're going to think he's probably on their. Side, he probably would have been safer. I mean, granted, nothing happened to him either way, but he probably would have been safer in that jail cell. Yeah, but just seeing him get the same protection that Lockhart gets, Ooh, that, that Martha gets, that all these yeah. extra officials that we have no idea who they are get, just, yeah, it just irked the crap out of me. So anyway, so Martha kind of saves him in there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, let's talk about it, because I, I think he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. There's this amazing scene, and and... Shout out to both actors in this scene. I thought it was a really awesome scene when Martha went down there because Dennis called him over. Uh, it was urgent, and he told her pretty much to, for her to give him uh, a belt. That was a pretty pretty intense, uh, emotionally intense scene to feel the gravity of a marriage that's already been on the rocks, that's mm-hmm. been through what it's been to, up to that point, and then him asking that and seeing her process. I think he had a point. He had a valid point, like, let me do this. But what wife, what husband in any situation, whether it's reversed or not, could actually go through with that? That's such a heavy thing to feel. But this is her career. When I felt it, though, is when she reached for her belt. When she reached and pulled up her shirt and that shot of where her hands are on her belt buckle. But then not even that. She said, I can't. Not with my belt. That yeah, was like right, so yeah. Awesome. There was a pause too. Even even in the uh, the captions, there was a I can't dot dot dot, and then the next one came up and said, "Not with my own yeah. belt." And it was like, oh my gosh, it was like delayed. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, I I, I obviously Dennis is so about self preservation, and over here he's probably just scared scared of the unknown of what's going to happen to him as a traitor. He just wants to kill himself rather than deal with than face. Do you think that was more of it, or was more of it that he he really did? Think that was the only redeeming thing like he no. could do is no. preserve no. his family. Not at I all. I think that was how he framed it and, and pushed it towards. That's what he wanted Martha yeah. to believe. That's what he wanted Martha. But to I believe. think selfish. he just didn't want to go sit in he's a, a supermax. He's prism. the most selfish character on this show. Every yeah. single yeah. move that he does is selfish. Uh, uh, that everything would have been averted last week if he just gave up uh, the information. But no, he was selfish. And they here cast he is, the right guy. Looking at his face, Mark even Moses. makes me like. Oh, he's a, he's an awesome actor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even even that whole scene, it was just about self preservation. But of course, I, I wrote down every single thing he threw at Martha to say to to oh, convince read him, her. Read him off. Oh, it could spare you a lot of heartache. Uh, there's no trial, no public hearing. This might open 
than a path to saving your career. That was the one. Everyone at the State Department knows how valuable you are. It's the it's the one good thing that I can do now. Liar. My life's ruined. Yours doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, like okay, six, so seven different things. Says all these things just to convince her. Of all those things, the one that I think, if I'm Martha, yeah, the one that trips me, the one that gets me to reach for my belt and then toss him his is one that this could open a path to your career. And for that reason alone, I think she was a little selfish too. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to put No, I, 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 yeah. well, it's a very complex scene, I think. I, I, I agree. There's so many levels to it. But I, and I'm not faulting her for this. No. But that's when the gravity of the moment really hit me when he was like, look, this could open another path. And I think he was being manipulative to get what he wanted, which was a belt so he could kill himself. Yeah. Because he was a little bit of a pussy. But... Mm-hmm. A little bit. But that moment of when he <laughs> says that, I think is the notch. If I had to pick one button that he pushed that made her do it, mm-hmm. was that button. It could open another path and save your career. Well, I, 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 it was definitely a little bit selfish, but I think obviously she, at that moment, she's oh, realizing yeah. this is the man who ruined my career. And yeah. here, mm-hmm. you know, and she probably wants him dead because... It's the uh, best case scenario for the situation. She wants him dead in general, probably, after this whole thing, because she doesn't know how to face him. Yeah. And here here he is saying, this is perfect for both of us. I think the, the comment that sealed the deal, at least if I was in her situation, was when he was like... We'll be able to sweep the majority of this under the rug. Yeah, under the rug because they can rewrite yesterday's weather. That was, was like, a good that, line. I know that was a good line. These are the people that can rewrite yesterday's weather. Yeah. <laughs> well, said. well, here she goes. So she ends up grabbing the belt. I'm actually I'm surprised there was no video camera there. Maybe she had her back turned to it, but I would have thought they would have right? had a video camera there yeah. to show in case she throws gives them the belt. They would have seen that she's assisting in his suicide. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it was a great scene. She throws the belt on the floor and she leaves without telling him goodbye. He's not even worth a goodbye at this point. Like. You know, the last thing, he, if he's going to kill himself, he shouldn't be killing himself thinking that she loves him or, or she's going to give him some big moment. <laughs> Bye, baby. You're the, you're so, I you're, love you. You're living I'll such a hero's you. death by killing yourself for me. No, get I'll the hell out of here. Do Let's take belt. a Snapchat right. picture before I go. Yeah, yeah. Take pick the belt up from the floor because that's that's where you belong anyway. And then and then when you look up, I'm gone. See now, when she was grabbing it, here are the thoughts that are going through my head. Yeah, fingerprints on the locker, fingerprints on the belt buckle. Mm. Like those are the thoughts that are going through my head. Like if you're gonna protect yourself. Grab the leather, wipe it off with your elbow. But at the this same, is what I do when I go through this. You know what I mean? But at the Just. same time, at the same time, he's a traitor, and I wonder if people would even like, yeah, completely fault her for for having him kill himself. Let I me mean, ask another question: Why do you need a belt? Why can't he take off his long sleeve shirt and use the sleeve? I'm, I'm going through these things. I'm like, why does it have to be the belt? Or is it just for us as a viewer to realize? I've never I think tried to kill myself. I feel like a belt so. is... Either, but I'm thinking through, like, <laughs> he's got a long sleeve shirt on with a sleeve that I feel like that could be just as Maybe handy. because the shirt and the stitching could rip? Yeah, it's a leather weight. belt. It's definitely going to be tighter. Plus, a belt is... I feel like it's more symbolic, symbolic. of yeah. hanging attempts. Yeah, yeah I would think... tragic news in the last six months and, and that you being used, yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it definitely is a, it was a, well, overall a big scene. Yeah. But we see, we see this one shot of Martha afterwards, like sitting in her office, you know, all quiet, see a little photo on her desk of Dennis, and then she just assumes he's dead. And then the kicker is he couldn't even do it. He couldn't even pull the trigger on himself. Yeah. I thought she had a, th- when I was watching her face, it almost looked like she was thinking. Like, not like she was reminiscing. It almost looked to me like she was thinking and that there was one question that she maybe, Realized that she should have asked him that would have unlocked some piece of this puzzle. And so I thought we were going to see her kind of look up and have this realization moment and get up and run down there. And that's how we were going to see that he was dead. And she didn't get to ask him whatever question it was. I kind of had a feeling he wasn't going to be able to go through with oh, it. Oh, I, really? I knew. I yeah. actually knew it. I, I'm sorry. I knew he wasn't going to do it because he's such a he's such a pussy. He, he doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the guts. Exactly. He's such a, he has no yeah. it's all self-preservation. Mm. And and you know what? It might have been kind of a noble thought, but obviously he was selfish because he didn't want to he didn't want to face a trial. He didn't want to face, you know, being a traitor. Pussy, but then in the pussy, end, in the heat of the, uh, the moment, he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I, I knew mm-hmm. it. It was just all. And, and I think when she goes to the front of the caravan to look at him pretty much with those eyes, it's pretty much saying, you know, like you can't even, you know, there was a line that was said a couple of weeks ago. I'm paraphrasing it because I don't have it written down, but I thought it was really, really awesome that I think, uh, I can't remember which character said it, but it was like every, uh, every man doesn't want a woman to be crazy or is afraid of a woman being crazy. And every woman's afraid her man is a loser. And mm. I think that was I, when he was asleep on the couch. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Right, that's that, right. I, that was when such was an drunk. awesome line. And I'm, it's official. I think Dennis Boyd is a loser. He's a loser. He can't even kill himself. So um, he, I, I, that's just 
uh, you know, no redeeming qualities in his. Out man. of context, that's like the harshest sentence you yeah. can possibly say about a man. <laughs> but it is. No, but I exactly, I guess yeah. that that line was such a perfect line. Every woman is afraid of, uh, fears that his man is a loser, and every man uh, fears that his woman might be crazy. So uh, anyway, um, so there's the Dennis Martha saga. So Dennis is going back home. Uh, we might never see him again, and uh, yeah, we may never. We may never have resolution. If you really want him to die, or 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 anything that you feel that you want, you know, whether it's a redeeming quality or him to finally you know, to get his complete, uh, you know, you know, complete uh, due justice. process justice, you know, yeah. which we're going to have to possibly assume that he gets it, you know, as a tra- going back as a traitor, uh, and Martha's going back too. Don't know if we'll, uh, we'll see her again. Maybe we will. In a uh, scene from Washington, uh, we might see Lockhart. Let's talk about the other wimp in in this uh, episode. In my opinion, I, I hate to call him. I hate to call him, but let's get into the vault because uh, I mean that was such a compelling scene, and we get to talk about a lot that happened there. Uh, we see the soldiers, you know, pretty much go into the ops room and uh, just wreak havoc right after Lockhart gets this this hard drive, which yep. ends up being mm-hmm. the exact thing that Hakani's going in there. It's interesting to me, too, that when they went in there, they just passed over everything else. All the documents, all the data, all the screens, all the computers up that aren't logged out. Everything, nothing had been burned yet. Nothing had been crashed yet. Yeah. And the only thing they were after was that one Well, list. like Quinn said before, when, when he was in the hallway by the vault, this is a tactical strike. They, they obviously have a reason to be there. Yep. That's their mission. That's their motive. And they knew exactly where to go. And uh, luckily, you know, at that moment, Lockhart was able to get the, his ha- well, hands on the hard drive. They were able to get their hands on it right beforehand and run over to the vault. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hakani's just causing havoc, killing people. And we get to see Pharaoh, who we haven't seen in a while. This was supposed to be her big episode, <laughs> her big return. I know a lot of people were looking forward to seeing Pharaoh back. Even the actress, Nazazin, was, was like saying, hey, I'm coming back December 7th. But we had no <laughs> idea in what capacity Pharaoh was coming back. Mm. So, um, you know, very intense moment with, uh, with Hakani picking Farah out up in the, in the ops room and trying to get her to reveal where the list is and, uh, talking to her as a Muslim and her not giving an inch and telling, and telling Hakani about her family, uh, knowing that she works for an organization that kills Muslims, Jeez. as Hakani puts it. Yeah. And we know yeah. about her relationship with her dad, because her dad was never really... When, when we saw her dad at the end of last season, he wasn't pretty happy when he found out that she was working for the U.S. Mm-hmm. government. Right. He thought she was working for a bank. So <laughs> that's even like... That even like was a little extra... Uh, even though Hakani probably didn't realize it, that was actually probably a little extra poke yeah. Yeah. at Farah. Um so unfortunately, there is one guy who decides to tell them where the vault is or show them where the vault is. And we see this amazing, you know, tense scene go down. All the prisoners lined up execution style. Uh, Hakani just says, open the door. And Martha, of course, says no or doesn't say anything. And they start just shooting people. Yeah. Um, they gave themselves away with the groan on the first, uh, first guy being shot in the back of the head. I would audibly make a noise, too. I'd freak I out too. even if yeah. I was trying to be quiet. But uh, a very, very intense scene. Uh, we see three men go down, and Martha stands, you know, stands by uh, by protocol, you know, not going to negotiate with terrorists. And then Farah comes up, and uh, Hakani makes it a little extra personal by picking her up. She's a woman. She's a Muslim. With a knife. With a knife, putting her up against the camera so yeah. that they could see that this this one's a woman. Why did Lockhart choose that moment with her? Um, that's really, that's an interesting thought because I don't know if he really I don't think he really had a relationship with Farah like right. Carrie or Saul or anybody or so why, why was that moment the one that, that flipped he flipped out that was it no way this isn't happening I think it was just because he's a woman as simple as that this is a woman and it was a close personal one and this is one that yeah. he put a close up to the camera mm-hmm. and uh, and it was going to be a more brutal execution also a more brutal yeah he even said she's going to he's going to cut her head off in front of us yeah yeah um that was that was you know uh, look I think I kind of knew this I'm guessing you guys did too if Lockhart opened that door everyone was going to be dead you know he wasn't going to you know even yeah, though Hakani was saying right. yeah even though Hakani said all we want is the files and and no one else has to die uh, everyone knew that was a lie uh, so again Lockhart to me I don't know he's look I, I, maybe I just don't like him or I'm not supposed to I don't think but uh, damned if you do damn if you don't I see him hiding in the vault. You know, and I think he's a coward. And then all of a sudden, he he stands up for Farah, but you know that he's probably going to die, and everyone's going to die in that room if he but does what he does. Here's my thing with that, though: is first off, I don't think a CIA director would ever 
go to Pakistan and like try to personally negotiate with someone. Yeah. Let alone open the door and try to negotiate with terrorists. It's like the number one thing you don't negotiate with terrorists. And yeah. throw your your commander ambassador to the floor. Yeah. In front of yeah. Her oh my God. Yeah. That he's was awful. Oh, in front of a traitor's husband. Whatever. Still. And, and of course he's not going to protect her because he's a pussy. But uh, <laughs> he's not even going to say, "Hey, don't push my wife around like that." Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't. I, I think this is a very odd position for. I'm sorry. CIA I just director. if I'm in the room, I I'm still. I'm trying to figure out what I. I have no idea, and I will. I will never know probably what that feels like. But he throws her the throws her to the floor. If I'm in the room, I'm I'm at least trying to negotiate with him. Yeah. They there were so many other people in the room, and it was the only people that talked were Martha and Lockhart. Yeah. Nobody else even talked. Well, if here's a question, and and this is excuse my ignorance. This is why I'm asking this question because I'm ignorant. If this was a let's say this was a situation, let's try and put this in perspective. Okay. If this was the president of the United States and he, in that room, he's Lockhart, and he's Lockhart, and okay. it's the president of the United States, I would assume that rather than him trying to open the door to hand the files, you like, would volunteer. Secret no, service, yeah. Secret Service would be like jumping on top of him, going, "No, sir, that, you can't do that. That's it. You're, you're putting yourself at direct risk." And also, as a CIA agent, don't you kind of sign your life away in the sense that you're willing to die for your country? You do, but I would imagine the director gets that same kind of protection. Like, he isn't going to make a stupid move like that. Like That's what I'm saying. Jump. So yeah. he shouldn't have opened the door exactly. because, I mean, as as harsh as it is... All those people working for the CIA know that this is a risk they have to take. Right. And you're protecting a greater good, which is all of these assets in the Middle East, exactly. in the region... And the higher-ups. And the higher-ups. Everything. Oh. So, again, Lockhart, you know, I think this just shows... I mean, this has been always a trend with Lockhart from last season. I think he was a politician who ended up getting the job, oversaw because you know he compl- they complained enough and they put him in. But he was not a CIA. He never was a CIA guy. He wasn't a guy from the field who moved his way up like Saul, for example, or people before him. He was a politician who was awarded the position, and I think that's why it always shows when he does things that he thinks you know he's using bravado or whatever. Right, right. He does things very uncouth, and it usually causes more problems than it creates. Good word, or, or, yeah. Very unc- uncouth, in there. uncouth in there. Yeah, vocab word of the day. There we go, vocab word of the day. So anyway, so we get to see uh, Lockhart <laughs> come out, and and again, even like opening the door, they had to put. A, I guess there's a countdown usually on those types of vaults, or else countdown. they wouldn't create that. They it's for drama. Add, it's only for suspense. I know they had an extra. We're coming minute. out in one minute, <laughs> fifty two seconds. Uh, I thought that as soon as he handed over the file, they were going to shoot him. Me they were going to light mm-hmm. him up. I thought that was going to happen. I didn't think Pharaoh was going to die. Exactly the opposite. And they stabbed her in the back. They stabbed her in the back. Hakani stabbed her in the back. Did yeah. That? I think he will get justice for that. Well, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping. Via, that I think Quinn justice. is going to. I think via freaking Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quinn's about to go Jason Bourne, by the way. Well, yeah, Quinn is rogue. No, Quinn is awesomely rogue. I mean, look, he was kicking ass with that one Marine down in the bowels getting up there. In fact, if anything, he just held his ground a little too long. That was like a Call of Duty yeah. scene when he's like jogging through and the blast goes off that's and he like, so goes to the side. Back up. He's like, it was like he was a robot in that yeah. moment, and I'm pissed that they got blocked off because I really wanted to see Quinn and that one Marine just go like solo out oh, there right look, then yeah. and there and follow him. Yeah, uh, same thing. I but was totally pissed off. That okay. was smart on the other guy, on the yeah. bad guys. Half though. No, that was. Yeah. I mean, of course, they had this whole thing planned out. I well, mean, the, the em- everyone in the embassy was caught by surprise by this whole thing. They had it all planned out. Uh, I mean, one thing that I that I kind of like to see at least. I, got, I like to see Max kill kill the last uh, gunman in the hallway that was left behind. You know, from behind yeah, yeah, when, cool. they all, awesome. when they were all when they were all still <laughs> so awesome when he killed that guy. I, so great. Well, you know, because we're here. We are hoping here. We are wanting to see uh, Quinn chase Hakani, and Hakani's yeah. going off with the bum arm, which looked cool, and uh, and those two gunmen left behind to to keep them at bay and then Max just kills the guy from behind I you kind know, of rooted mm-hmm. for that that was awesome and then and I think he wanted to just because of what happened to Farrow you could see that in his eyes and too. then the one time this season that I've been closest to being emotional and having seasonal allergies uh, was that moment when they come back and Farrow's laying in Max's lap yeah oh uh, so sad talk about tugging at your heartstrings when he looks up that got me I was busy. That got me so hard. I was looking at him, and I honestly, I was looking at Farrah, just hoping that she was breathing, just, just like still thinking, like. But when he like, you're gonna looks see her up, chest, chance. you're gonna see her chest like heave or something. You, yeah, you're gonna see her. But breathe. like when you he looks up, and then he slowly puts his chin back on her head and yeah. looks down. Oh my gosh, 
So sad. I feel like I, it's a I shame. feel like we needed a silent count on twenty four at this moment. <laughs> like it needed to go to commercial with a silent. Count. That would have been a silent. That would have been silent oh. count worthy. That would have been. But uh, I, really, really sad about Farah. I mean. She yep. wasn't in that many episodes, but I think she was definitely a favorite. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a very likable character. We definitely didn't see enough of her. Uh, you know, again, like I said, people were really looking forward to her return this week. But if I knew it was going to be result in her death, Short I would have rather. Return, yeah. yeah, I would have rather she stayed away from the episode for a little <laughs> longer. Um, and uh, and really touching when we see Carrie and Max talking a little bit later on. Is it looking... touching or is it? Re- I think it's more revealing. I was so proud of Max for calling her. out. Yeah, I thought really? that I was really yeah. that that really got me. Max was like, "You could have been nicer to her." But in a post death reflective state, that's not the angle I'm taking right away. Two weeks later, sure, not the same day after Carrie's got blood on her forehead. Still, mm-hmm. you should have been nicer. I'd be like. It's, you know, like it's going to be, I don't know. Well, I'm a I think, little more of consoling I think soul. you're dealing with two people who are in shock, you know? And I think, I get it. If one person's in shock and then you become a jerk, it kind of brings stuff up. But I think Max yeah. was pretty much, I mean, he saw Carrie handled it. Carrie handled it like a boss, though. She was like, you know, you're right. And I wish I had too. Yeah. And she handled it really well. I, thought, I wouldn't handle that well. I thought that was really touching. Last time I want to hear somebody at that moment be like, you should have been nicer. Like that, yeah, that's true. That's, if I'm already in shock, that might be the the little switch that just sets me off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think so, but I think they're just all in mourning and they're all in shock. And I yeah. think I, I, I think he's know. a pretty dark guy, anyways. We haven't really seen a lot. This is the most I think we've seen of his personality heard him and his talk. heart. I think though, you know, he he never really goes against Carrie, and Carrie seems to. Tr- I mean, look, Carrie hired him and Farrah to do you know to to do her dirty work when she first got there yep. to kind of do stuff on the slide. So she trusts him, and I think she trusts his judgment. Yeah, and he never really goes against her like Quinn for whatever reason, you know. So I think she trusts him. So I think when he says something like that, even I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, she just went through a traumatic experience, but so is he, and I think yeah. they can they 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 can speak to each other in that way. If it was Quinn, <laughs> maybe not the same, but it was it was Max, and I think there's a different relationship there with the two of them yeah agreed so yeah absolutely so anyway so uh yeah so we see two major deaths i, I i'd say this episode in, in uh redmond and and farah uh hakani is injured and he escapes uh and uh you know was with, he shot in the shoulder i guess the shoulder because the way he was holding his sh- arm his arm was limp yeah yeah his arm was limp so maybe, maybe it was leaning. shoulder look like a shoulder Maybe like bicep. High, bicep, tricep. I think I'm going to go shoulder. But here's a perfect example of what you were saying about the Max Carry conversation uh, yeah. with two other people. Uh, Quinn. It starts in uh, debriefing, I guess, Saul, but it's really more like an interrogation, as Carrie says. And he's pretty much yelling at Saul. Saul can't remember a thing. And but I think that was necessary because Saul needed somebody to like to be in his face to wake him up. Uh, perhaps, but Saul didn't remember a thing. He didn't get anything out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm saying. The thing is, Saul's capable of doing that. I think he was in such shock and such on a downward spiral that he wasn't going to retrieve any of that. Well, Saul even says later to Carrie, he says, I'm old. And and he takes responsibility for for what happened, I think. What was the line he said? My my life, uh, something about value and my life... Something about, like, I haven't provided enough value, or I'm trying to remember how he worded it. Uh, I can't remember. Look it up. I, I wrote down that he was old, and then he said something after that, and we passed. I, I, I something about it. my life hasn't had enough worth, or it was something that meant that, basically. He was saying, I haven't had enough worth to my life. And she was trying to remind him that this was Hakani's plan all along. It wasn't, it didn't yeah. spiral out of control. Right. Well, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm old, and he says, people are dead because of it. Maybe, maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm losing value. I'm, I'm people losing, are dead because of it. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, it's when Carrie tells him it was Hakani's plan all along. It, he wasn't even supposed to be part of the plan. That's why they killed Teddy part of a bigger scene. Yeah. Part of a bigger scene, exactly. And uh, so, well, pretty much the aftermath from this whole thing, I mean, you, you're obviously, you're seeing this, and you want to root for Carrie, you want to root for Saul and Quinn. You know Quinn's pissed off. Meanwhile, Lockhart gets a call, although Martha handles it because because Lockhart's a pussy and asks Martha to handle it and, and the calls from the White House uh, saying that they're going to suspend all diplomatic ties with Pakistan and they're evacuating. Yep. Uh, Carrie, of course, wants to stay. Uh, Lockhart says no. She's on the first plane. She, he actually says the president doesn't trust her. He's not comfortable with her handling anything in this region anymore. <sighs> Everything's being handled. Yeah. yeah. So she hasn't uh, even cleaned the blood off her hands yet. At this point, <laughs> she's wiping. I don't even her think eyeballs. she showered. No. Well, she didn't wash her hands. Yeah. She's wiping her face like this, and you can see the blood on her hands. It's mm. getting all over her eyeballs. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Carrie's obviously. You know, she wants revenge. Everyone, I think, pretty much wants revenge for whatever reasons, whether it's Farrah, whether it's everything else. And uh, you know, she's being ordered to go, and she sounds like she's going to go home. So at that point, at least, she's I'm surprised like, okay. she she easily agreed with the White House. 
she because even Quinn said something and she goes no for once they're right and that's not something you often see out of Carrie but the reason I obviously they set that up was so Quinn could be you the rogue what? one this time if this right. was Brody she would have stayed she would have said screw you I'm staying she would have been the one going rogue if it was Brody down finally and you don't yeah. see that a lot out of Carrie I feel like she saw so much death happen in one situation right in front of her eyes that yeah. she was just kind of in agreeance on this though let I me ask you guys this the 13 hours in Islamabad did we see all 13 Remember this the one point? Is, this isn't 24. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no, the reason I'm asking is because, <laughs> because the four hours later part that we saw mm. wasn't relative to anything yet. Yeah, but then don't forget we saw the evening stretch into the morning to 6.30 in the morning. So if you think 6.30 in the morning and you take yeah, 13 hours true. back, it's, it's probably 13. Yeah, because that's when everyone was leaving at 6.30. Okay. okay. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because we saw stuff in the morning. I just want to know if there was, a, there was something relative to 13. You know what I mean? I wanted. I to think see it was unlucky. exactly thirteen. Probably. Well, maybe that too. Unlucky. That yeah, might but be I want to know if there was a bigger something to it. There was. It was setting us up to understand something else, or if it was just a clever title. I think it was just a clever title. Everything in, in the episode yeah. happens within thirteen hours. I read but a lot I like of the details. But I like thirteen being an unlucky number because obviously this was a very unlucky episode for, or a for everybody there. For some people, or for well, not for not for Carrie, not for Farah, not for Farah, <laughs> not for Edmund. Uh, you know what? Hey, before we continue, let's talk a little bit about iTunes because because uh, you know we're on iTunes. And if you are subscribed to us, thank you very much. Give we us thirteen love it. stars. We love it if you can give us thirteen stars because it would be lucky for us if you did. It would be. It would <laughs> be, be really. Great. It would be amazing if you did because I don't think you're allowed to give thirteen stars. <laughs> uh, just have you and uh, you and another friend give five stars, and the third person give three. I don't know. Work out the arithmetic. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys, look, uh, we love to read your comments on YouTube and on iTunes. On iTunes, if you give us five stars, it really helps us out and try and get people on the show. It helps the whole network out. We have over eighty shows here besides home. Land, we do a cover of a multitude of shows. So uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and we'd love to, to just keep doing great shows for you and get cast members and producers and whatever else. And as far as YouTube, I have comments open here. So I just want to say shout outs to people who wrote into us last last show. Ooh, read off their screen names. Uh, Dennis Boyd. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I wonder why he calls himself that. I, I hope you're not uh, like the character. Maybe it's uh, nice. Roseanne Nye. I'm oh, saying your name wrong. I love her. NLW2202. Uh, Mignon. I'm saying it like it's French. Mignon Johnson. Fille Mignon. Yes. And, uh, Creative <laughs> Crunches, Belgeur. Creative? Another, another, uh, no, not Creative. Creative Crunches. Oh, Creative Crunches. And then Belgeur. I guess another, like, French type. I love Frenchy that. name. He- Helen Rambles On. I don't think you rambled on. Jacob Rar and Awkward Grapefruit. Yes! That's and such- Thomas Eichner. That's I, Awkward Grapefruit great. wins. I always, every time he reads these off, I always pick my favorite username. I like a lot of these. I like the <laughs> Belgeur one. But Awkward Grapefruit. <laughs> wins it for the night. Well done, Awkward Grapefruit. Uh, well done, Awkward Grapefruit. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to regurgitate that somewhere. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I just love the way you said that. That's just perfect. Tweet me so I can personally shout you out. At, at Danny Hoyt. At Danny Hoyt. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, and then as far as iTunes, are we getting new ones? I looked recently. I don't think we did. I'm just looking really quick since I have it open. Uh, Soprano Ascends wrote something uh, recently and Drones was the last one. That was a while back. Drones. So yeah, please give us some more stars. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, if you write us on on uh, YouTube, we can actually respond back. If you have any constru- constructive criticism, I like criticism. to respond back to people. On YouTube. I like to respond back because if yeah, iTunes we can't respond back. Yeah. So yeah. and then and, uh, and Twitter, YouTube is I fun always, though. I always respond on Twitter. So you, write I respond a lot. Sometimes I respond too much. Uh, so there we go. Anyway. So let's talk some more about this. Well, let's talk about Quinn because Quinn, uh, I liked seeing this because really, if you think about the beginning of the season when Quinn was having that meltdown around the, the second week of the season, drinking, yeah, drinking the way he got those guys and sleeping, sleeping with, with the, the girl, girl and the way he attacked those guys at the diner for for saying negative comments. Yeah, to Jason, his girlfriend. Jason mourned him. Yeah, this is a guy who when he is. Like just set loose when he's unleashed, he can be lethal, and we but, got to see a well, little bit like of that. Well, it's like they said in the previews, he's an assassin. Yeah, but they also it also shows the power of Carrie in his life because she convinced him to come. And he even says this; he references it yeah. in this episode. He goes, "You were the one that got me into this." And once he commits, he freaking commits. And what something else I want to point out about Quinn? I don't know if you guys noticed this. What in this? the preview for next week? Do you see how long his facial hair is? Dude can grow a beard in like a day. <laughs> I gotta say, I did not notice that. God, his facial genes are I'd, incredible. I did not notice that. Oh but. my gosh, he's got just a minimal goatee, and then the next day he looks like you, Nando. <laughs> it's like no shave hey, November over two days. This took me a month. I, I did it for the whole month. I just shaved mine off. Oh really? Yeah, I looked like you. 
Oh, wow. That's pretty long. I missed out. It's on my Instagram. Okay, I'll th- take a look at that one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Quinn... Well, you know, Quinn's interrogating Saul, trying to find out, like, the phone providers, whatever. We see him go down and Clever take photos. questions. One question that he asked that I really liked, by the way. I want Which to pause one? on this. When yeah. he said, uh, they took him up a flight of stairs. He got Saul to remember that. And he said, how many flights? In that region of the country, most buildings are sh- are, are one level. So I thought this was interesting that he said that. And I thought we were going to see more about it. Think mm. about it. Most buildings are one level, so if you well, want multiple flights of stairs, you're either in an apartment or you know which building you're in. Yeah. You have a better chance. I would think in the I, I, I don't know. Question. I would think in the city itself, they seem to be what the exteriors that we've seen. I think most of the buildings had at least two or three levels. But if he's in the outskirts, yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely a good. Yeah, I thought that was a great question. Yeah. A good question if he's if he's up there because I doubt he'd be in the city. And I, don't, I think no, they were we saw, in, the, in the outskirts somewhere the in the northwest Fata. in the Fata area. And I have one more thing to say about this. Yes, you do. I think Saul has something in his memory that we don't know yet that it's going to be a piece of the puzzle. I know this is a, a, a well, that's prediction. more of a prediction, but yeah. I'm just um, well, we'll, we'll see. It. I mean, well, it would possibly would have to see because right now we don't know. Uh, it looks like he's going back home. No, I'm not asking you what you think. I'm telling you that's what I think. I think <laughs> they need to give. <laughs> I'm saying Thanks, that's Danny. what I think. <laughs> I think they need to give Saul like two hours to collect himself after everything, right? and then he'll be able to get his thoughts together and maybe try to remember some of the stuff that happened. Well, yeah. we'll see. Right now, I think he's really down on himself. I he's mean, literally down yeah. on the desk like this saying, yeah. I need a break. <laughs> he, he's he's down. I mean, look, he even said, you know, he's old. He doesn't think he's... He, he thinks he's kind of pa- past his prime. He let himself get captured. You know, yeah. if you look back at that whole thing, he kind of was set up. And I think he, he put himself in a vulnerable situation and got himself kidnapped. By Farad, you know, so and and he realizes, at least in some capacity, he's responsible for this, uh, even though it wasn't, you know, he wasn't part of the end game, as Carrie reminded him. He yeah. still feels guilty about it. That moment when him and Carrie hug and and he says, be safe. It, all I could think about was when he was on the ground, when Carrie led him to be captured and he was screaming out, you know, F you, Carrie, yeah. GDU, Carrie, F you, Carrie. And at the, just the, the journey their relationship's been on, I can't think... I know this is still on my prediction, but I just I can't think that there's not going to be a huge moment with Saul still. I kind of yeah. thought Saul was going to end up staying, honestly. Well, I mean, he again, we don't we don't know. He still That's might. True. We just see him leaving in the caravan with the other other people going on the first wave. Uh, another but, caravan driving through the city, by the way. Do you think there's mm-hmm. going to be another attack on that caravan? No. That's what I'm saying. It's I don't think so. Caravan. The alt Lockhart, the ambassador, Everything. they're all in there. But they're leaving, and that's exactly what they wanted them to do. They wanted them to leave. Still. And is already it's already going to be tense as it is. Uh, it's pretty much. I think at this point they're leaving. The ISI knows that they're leaving. So any further attacks, I think, would be. It yeah, would but the, be it would be an act of war. It would start a, a major war. The I mean, the Taliban are, doesn't care though. About and the ships are already pulling into region. Yeah, but Pakistan cares. But Pakistan cares. Yeah, but, but those Pakistani soldiers. Remember when he when Quinn was driving out? He's like, yeah, f you two a hole. Yeah, because they're playing they're playing the whole. Well, we tried to get there in a nick of time, but we didn't. That that's the whole thing. That was the whole diplomatic thing. It's like wait ten uh, minutes, so we still save face by showing up ten minutes later. Yeah, but it looks like we're still on your side, but we're not on your side. Doing an act like that when they're leaving, and they probably have um I protection to get to the airport would be an act of war. I, I honestly think that would be a, a major act of war. As it yeah. is, they already have the fifth fleet going into the Gulf. You know, they're cutting off diplomatic ties. You know, the Pakistanis it's are going to lose whatever aid but, they have. But you don't know those ISI soldiers. You don't know what side they fall on. I uh, Look, you know what? I, they're not going to get bombed. I mean, I, I will save it for predictions. If you want. They're not going to get bombed. Yeah. They're not going to get bombed. They're they're going home. They got what they wanted in in sending the U.S. home right now, and it would again. It would just be another you know kicking them while they're down already. Square, that was a major act of in the balls too. Why didn't they just kill everybody? They should should have had their soldiers go in the embassy when they, you know when they were there trying to help out and just kill everybody. I, I it's just an act of war. You guys, I think uh, I think gets way way we don't too know. dangerous. Okay, you don't know. Got it. <laughs> we don't know. I will put money I agree down. With you. I will. You think they're going to bomb them on the way out? I'm not saying. I'm I just think saying. It, I just I think it's yeah. not. It's not as definitive as you think. You're very like. It's not going to happen. Right. Like you know. You don't know. I, I say I say it's not going to happen based on what little we saw from next week's episode. No I feel like a jerk that I'm smiling like you're I playing. Will, I want to see. I want to see it happen. Just you're so playing major right. devil's advocate, but I'm telling. I just you. like to think through what possible scenarios of what could happen. I'm not a politician, but I would think as it is that the Pakistanis are playing the the, the line in the perfect spot where they're getting rid of the U.S. and yet they're they're 
okay with the Taliban as well. And if they did that, that would be a major, major message well, to Lexi the Well, Lexi brings up a good point. That's everyone leaving. That's everyone. You knock out major chess pieces. No, you know, you, you knock out an ambassador who's getting and called CIA back. the CIA director. the CIA. Who's useless. I mean, I, I mean It yeah. doesn't matter if he's doesn't useless matter. or not, though. He's still the to CIA the, director of the piece. U.S. Doesn't matter if they don't, they don't know that he's useless. And he'll get and, replaced. Still. And he'll get replaced and you'll have the, the, the full, like, U.S. army on top, you know, on Also, top again, though, I have to say, the Taliban is not the same thing as Pakistan. It's not like they, That's it's not like a Taliban is just gonna sit down and be like, oh, okay, they're all leaving, like, let's just See ya. start stitching, you know? They're, they don't just like sit back and relax. All right. This is Let's a, this on. is a, this is a whole like, we're like <laughs> saying, Oh, what if this? And we're making a 10 minute conversation out of it. Let's just pass that part. So you can tell me you were right if it happens next week. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Quinn. That's what I want to talk about because he's so freaking badass. Here he is sneaking out saying F you to the guys on his way out with, uh, with one of the, uh, one of their local, uh, guys there, their local contacts. And he goes to the market. I guess you said it was the same market. I think they get, uh, Sandy was in. Or I thought Harry. we were going to see him go up to the room that Sandy tried to unlock with the key, that the key was changed. I thought we were going to see him go up there and something happened, but he pulls this double back move that was freaking Insane. genius to get, for, what's his name, Farad? Farad. Al-Ghazi. Al-Ghazi. Uh, same guy that we saw uh, organize the whole thing to get Saul in the first place at the airport. Uh, and remember when Quinn was so close to finding Saul when they were driving up the mountain and Saul was in the trunk of that car and he yeah. was that freaking close and now he's on his journey back to take care of these same people. I just love, I love the the symmetry of what you're seeing. It's almost coming well, full Well, circle. Farad wasn't there when, when that happened. doesn't matter, but they had captured, he was the one who orchestrated the capture of Saul. He was the one who pulled out of the bathroom, he, like, he walks out of the, out of the stall. Mm-hmm. You know, he helped organize that, so now he's coming back full circle and almost coming back at like a snake head in a way. Mm-hmm. This was like the head and he's got him now. Well, captured. And he's yeah. about to torture him and he's got saws awesome. and pliers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was I can't awesome. Wait to see that scene. <laughs> I hope he cuts off the bottom that's of the why, chair, James Bond style, and that's why whoops. I was so freaking. I was uh, look. I'm not cutting to the end yet, but I was so pissed off because I felt like we. I just wanted to see just a little bit more just of that interrogation more, yes. and everything else. I, I mean, we, we got the, we got to see him knock him out, and, and he fell down face first. But we know there's going to be some some. And damage they put the zip ties done. on him. Yeah, we know there's going to be some major damage done. But here's here's Quinn. Beautiful move. I mean, it was so awesome seeing him set fire to... Well, not seeing him set fire to that poor man's uh, saw, but as a distraction from the other but agents. But he even gave, he paid the guy. He gave him a lot is, of it money. Says, it it says, says something about his heart. I like, that's why I like Quinn. Yeah, here. It's way too much. You'll need it. And then he sets fire to the place. Uh, I thought it was an awesome scene. So, uh, Quinn's, Quinn's rogue... We're about to get there. But Quinn's rogue, and uh, Carrie's staying behind. She tells Saul uh, that she's staying behind, so Saul knows... And Saul wants her to be safe, but we don't know exactly just because that caravan left. You're right. We don't know. They could get bombed. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Dennis now some more. Now he wants to say who knows. I know. <laughs> I I don't, definitely don't think it's going to happen, but I, I'm willing to add some suspense to this whole thing <laughs> by saying maybe Dennis is still being, maybe Dennis will still get some comeuppance. Maybe he stays in Islamabad. Maybe uh, maybe the ambassador, maybe Lockhart, maybe they stay. I have a feeling Saul. it's just going to be scenes in Washington. It's Saul. Um, I think if anyone predictions, yeah, let's do predictions. I think we're there. Let's do it. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So, so just one note before we get into predictions, because there are some people out there who do not want to know what happens in next week's show. They literally tune out right after the credits start rolling. So we we accidentally kind of hinted a little bit at what might happen, but we didn't really give anything away, but we're about to possibly right now, so... Earmuffs. Earmuffs, tune out, whatever you need to do, but we're going to talk about... Spoiler alert! <laughs> Thank Spoiler you, Marissa. Alert. Shout out to Marissa. The closest thing is on it. So anyway, so let's talk about what we saw and what we think we're going to see. Okay, so Lexi we definitely first. saw a lot. Ladies first. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that they're all going to make it out of Pakistan. Honestly, I mean, we, I know we just talked about this, but I really don't think <laughs> they're going to, it just doesn't seem realistic to me in the plot of this story. Not like realistically. Do you think they're going to get bombed? I don't think they're going to get bombed, but I don't okay. think they're all going to make it out of the country. Okay. I don't think that Dennis has any relevance staying in Islamabad anymore, but I don't, you know, like okay. you said. So you don't think they're all going to make it out. So who, so you're saying Dennis isn't going to make it out of Islamabad? Is that what you No, just but said? didn't you just say that? You don't know if Dennis is going to end up staying in Islamabad? We'll, no, I don't know if we'll see Dennis again or not. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. You I know. misunderstood what you said. Yeah, that's what I kind of meant. Um, I mean, Dennis is in, in custody right now, so the only way we get to see him in Islamabad right now is if there's a bombing and, and they're all getting sent to like a hospital or, or whatever it is. Um, some kind of thing happens. I don't know. Um, so who do you think stays behind? You're saying Saul. I think Saul stays behind. Okay, yeah. I can I think agree Lockhart with- leaves. 
And yeah. Lockhart or leaves. attempts to. I hope he leaves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a great actor. I hope he leaves. Uh, the character. Um, Did what, you confirm how many episodes are in the season? Uh, there's 12. And this was 10? This was 10, mm-hmm. so there's so two more. Sure. So I think that the next week opens with Quinn interrogating Farad. Tell you that much. Okay. I think he gets something out of Farad, and then I think he kills him. That's the last we see of Farad. And that's what sets Quinn off on his mission, because now he gets enough to know where to go, what to search for, what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. That sets him off. I also think Saul stays behind. Uh, I think that there's still a piece of the puzzle that Dennis knows. I told you I think there's a piece of the puzzle that Saul knows, but I think Dennis, Martha, Lockhart, somewhere in there there's a piece they have that something's going to come together with what Quinn knows, and that's how they're going to capture Okay. I, I definitely agree that Saul is not going anywhere. He's going to stay. He's going to snap into he's it. He's going to somehow... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to snap into it, but he's going to stay. I don't think there's a major piece of the puzzle, but he still wants to redeem, you know, because he, he feels guilty. He can provide major value. He can provide value yeah. there yeah. back in Islamabad. I think everyone else goes home. I think I think that's the last that we've seen, really, of Dennis. Maybe Martha as well. Uh, Lockhart, I'm sure we'll see in scenes from Washington for sure. Um, I definitely... You know, this relationship that we see teased about Carrie and Asar is very, very interesting. Uh, because again, we talked a little bit about how he's, you know, he can't really, it doesn't seem he has that much power over Tasneem, like she can tell yeah. him what to do. So I think he's gonna be, he, I think I heard a scene where it said they're, they're gonna order for, uh, Quinn's head and my head, or my head. So we're gonna see him yep. be on Carrie's side. I, I think this is where he breaks off and he, yeah. he gets to be a big risk. So, uh, pretty much that wraps up this week's episode of Homeland, 13 hours in Islamabad. Uh, hey guys, during the week, where can we, where can we like, if we wanted to talk to you like on social media or something, where could we, uh, where can we find you guys? You can find me on all social media at Lexi Hamasfar. You find me at Danny Hoyt, D-A-N-N-Y-H-O-Y-T. Good. And you can Hooked find on phonics working for me. Good. And you can find me on Twitter and, and Instagram at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me on other Afterbus shows here like Walking Dead, which returns in February, Blacklist in February, and Scorpion, which returns tomorrow. Uh, and you can find us all on different various shows. Yeah, I'll be at SNL in an hour. There we go. Various Afterbus shows. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of Homeland. Thanks for tuning in. Thank I you. love you, Saul. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.